0: Big Apple Con. This is your host, Mark Torres speaking. We're here live for our 25th live show in front of a studio audience at the Source Mall. I don't know the new name. Samania. Samania Mall. In front of a live studio audience. Yeah, all right. Woohoo! There you go. <laughs> With uh, Christy Mayer yes yes custom cakes by christy llc the only one
1: that matters the only
0: one that matters that should be a tagline (laughs) the only one that matters um we're going to be talking to and about her in just a few minutes which is awesome because she's here but first we're going to take it away with the news the news is brought to you in part by the fine folks of the Big Apple Con, which we are the official radio show, uh, celebrating over 23 years of pop culture and comic book stuff. For more information, go to our website, www.bigapplecc.com and um, you'll find out that they have their new show, which is December 14th. It's the Christmas Big Apple Con. And they have headliners, of which they are Sam J. Jones, who is uh, the guy who played Flash Gordon. You're familiar with that? Flash Gordon, old TV show. You're not old enough. There's an old show.
2: Well, yes, uh, actually, yeah. you're right, you're right.
0: So Sam J. Jones is going to be there, <laughs> uh, Peter Scolari, who is from Bosom Buddies, and I believe he was the, the guy who played the father in the TV show version of um, uh, Honey, I Shunk the Kids, okay. if you were a f- fan of that. Yeah, I was a fan of that, you're
1: All right. All right,
0: so they're the headliners, going to be there, as well as um, Russ Braun, who is the comic book artist for the comic book series The Boys. So that's going to be yeah. on December fourteenth, and I also want to mention the Patreons of which there are Danny Grillo, award-winning director Jared Burrell, Two Sentence Millie Portes, Kyle Horn, Dresden Media, Unjikun, and Shadow Rabbit Art. So if yeah. you want to have a, if you want to be a Patron, go to www.patreon.com. Look up a Came From Radio, and just for a measly dollar, you can get your own little shout out on our show. But now let's take it away with the news. Wow, that's... (laughs) Alright, right. Always start off with the sad news. So sad news is playwright, television writer, and lyricist Sam Bobrick died recently following a stroke. Uh, Sam wrote for such shows as Captain Kangaroo, The Annie Griffith Show, Bewitched Flintstones, Get Smart, The Smothers Mm -hmm. Brothers Comedy Hour, Just name a Few. Are you aware of any of those things? Yes,
1: yes, you're coming back into my time.
0: Okay. Um, Sam also created the short-lived syndicated TV series Good Morning Mrs. Bliss which was turned into the long-running hit show Saved by the Bell So this guy created Saved by the Bell and he passed away So uh, he was a spry 87
2: Okay
0: Um, And moving on to the potentially sad news department Because it could go either way Longtime uh, longtime anchor Mike DiCarlo has started a GoFundMe page to raise funds to help him and his wife Tracy pay for health care after two car accidents. For those of you who do not know, uh, Mike DiCarlo has worked in the comic industry for over 40 years, working on most famously for books as the Teen Titans Judas Contract, Batman's The Death and the Family, and Ten Nights of the Beast, just near a few. His wife Tracy was involved in a traffic accident which left her seriously injured in a coma in 2018. Uh, Mike says, I am sorry to have had to have to ask for help yet again, but Medicaid and other circumstances has let me down in huge fashion. Medicaid would not retroactively pay for two full months of Tracy's room at the nursing facility, and I am paying off the legal collection team $20,000. This comes after it just cost me $5,000 to get Medicaid in place as quickly as I could. To make matters worse, Mike also was involved in a car accident earlier this year and totaled his car, to which Mike says, I felt a few months ago that I could do by simply working hard, but having another $26,000 to drain my finances has left me with no chance of remotely slowing down as I enter my mid-60s. In addition to all of this, Medicaid is fighting me tooth and nail for quality home care because why can't I be this whole caregiver, even discounting that I am almost crippled with arthritis. Self-employed people obviously don't count for the narrow scheme of things. So if you want to help, do a quick Google search for Mike DeCarlo, M-A-K-A-E, D-E-C-A-R-L-O and GoFundMe and it pops right up. So a lot of people don't know that being a comic book artist, you're really freelance just like you. You're you're a freelance business. So health insurance is not a thing. So for even legendary artists such as him who's worked on stuff for, for years and years and years, when something like this happens, there's no, there's no help. Right. So yeah. if, if you can, go to that and check it out. So moving on to more happier news. Hmm. Were you on like the Carl fan by chance?
1: Uh, sounds like it. I didn't know I was. But yeah, now that you've
0: listed everything. <laughs> uh, so moving on to more happier news. From the, take that Marvel, I mean Disney, wait, I mean, not sure, Um, while all the record breaking film, uh, Avengers Part 4 still holds the record of the highest grossing film of all time, Disney's live action, Aladdin, just took away one of its more minor records, as it is now the longest single run for a movie at 143 days straight, and as of this recording, it added a total of 1.5 billion with a B in box office receipts for the House of Mouse. Did you see Aladdin? Are you a fan of Aladdin? Or are you a Disney girl?
1: I'm vaguely a Disney girl, but I did not see Aladdin. Not the new one.
0: So was there a reason why you did not decide to go see the live-action Disney, or were you just fine with the cartoon?
1: I'm a very busy girl. <laughs> I can't tell you the last time I went to the movies. Well, that's not good. Uh, yeah, I'm working on it. I'm <laughs> <getting> better. <laughs> Fair better.
0: Uh, speaking of Marvel, from the it-took-them-long-enough department, Disney has finally announced that Kevin Feige has been named Chief Creative Officer for Marvel, which essentially means that Kevin will now be in charge of content creation across all of Marvel's mediums, including publishing and animation. This leads former TV division head, Joseph Loeb, out to dry. So Joseph Loeb was in charge of doing the Netflix stuff, uh, he did the um, Runaways for Hulu, uh, The Cloak and Dagger, he did all that TV stuff, and he also did Marvel Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And for those of you who do not know, the television department and the movie department were not really good friends. So a lot of stuff happened in one that really didn't affect the other, and they didn't know what that was going on. So now, because Disney owns just about everything, can you say Monopoly, um, it's all under one umbrella now. Okay. And the guy in charge of the Marvel Cinematic Universe is now in charge of everything. And the poor guy, the poor schlub, who was in charge of the TV division, is out the door. Were you a fan of the Marvel Universe Cinematic Universe? Have you even seen any of that stuff? Have you, <laughs> not even. All right. He got the, he got the <laughs> So, I'm going to keep on moving. Keep on moving. got the gauntlet now. From the... Now this is a way to bring back Dracula from the grave department. Legendary actor Bela Lugosi is set to reprise his role of Dracula in comic book form. The original graphic novel, titled Bram Stoker's Dracula Starring Bela Lugosi, is being billed as a direct interpretation of the original novel and will feature art of Bela Lugosi's likeness due to a partnership with his estate. Uh, Executives say Bela Lugosi created his unique portrayal of Count Dracula on a Broadway stage and has become a cultural icon for his performance in a 1931 film. This graphic novel beautifully answers the question, what would Lugosi's performance look like in a direct interpretation of Bram Stoker's novel? We believe that legendary comics have proven what fans already know, that Bela Lugosi is the one and true Dracula. Um, there have been a great Dracula novels, but to unite Bram Stoker's novel in a faithful adaptation with the definitive Dracula in the form of an on-screen icon of Bela Lugosi is a dream come true. Uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula, starring Bela Lugosi, is due out in late of 2020, which is next year. Are you a Bela Lugosi fan? Are you a horror fan?
1: I'm a huge horror fan. Huge but, horror fan. You know. Ah. you're throwing names at me. I, I don't know. Bela maybe, Lugosi, maybe. the original
0: Dracula. He was yeah. old school. That was. I was it down. the man.
1: Um, I, I, have oh, a so list go- I do. I have notes. a whole no. list going now. Yeah, not
0: the one that was in the disco club. No, no. no this is. <laughs> no, that doesn't sound right. This is the black and white yes. old school Bela Lugosi. Um, so it's really cool that they decided to make the original guy who made Dracula famous put him on the comic book. And it's nice of the state to work totally out with right.
1: that. Yeah.
0: Um, so let's see. What else we got? Ooh, okay. From Lee, just because a lot of people saw it doesn't mean it's any good department. Um, the CW's Batwoman appeared with 1.8 million viewers tuning in to see the pilot. However, the reviews on Rotten Tomatoes are in, and while it does have a critic score of 72%, it has an audience score of Eight percent. Oh it went down to seven. So Ouch. it will go down to seven with over twenty three hundred reviews. Mm-hmm. So make that up what you will. So are you a fan of Batwoman? Do you watch it?
1: I have not seen Batwoman. I would like to give it a try. Okay. Uh, I would imagine the critics would typically be tougher. So maybe something <laughs> went over someone's head somewhere, but eight uh, percent so makes me. Eight percent of the reviews,
0: yeah. But then there, there is a little controversy about it because she's an openly gay character. It's the first uh, uh, gay character in the, oh. in the comic series. Right, yeah, I don't... The audience know. loves that.
1: That's Yeah, that shouldn't be such a deterrent. But I think maybe if it's an older crowd tuning in, which I don't
0: I would assume. think that it's the, it's the young... It's the, yeah, we don't care about that. The 24 to 35, that's the, we'll the target that. audience. But um, they are saying that this is a, a, a tangent... Of the whole Captain Marvel controversy, which was people were already bashing it just to bash it right. to get it down. Yes, yeah, so for the audience. Yeah, Ruby Rose said something about this show is not for no old white men, so I think <laughs> that kind of killed it a little bit. So hey. yeah. So right there, they're saying that maybe people are just bashing it to bash it, which right? brings it, Plus down it sounds to a... like a
1: hard time for Marvel right now.
0: So <laughs> Well, I think... this is DC, so DC.
1: All oh, right. Well, oh, then maybe. All right, never mind.
0: <laughs> this shows. Do not watch any of this stuff at all, which is fine. (laughs) All right, moving on. You a gamer? You a game fan? You a gamer?
1: I am not a gamer. Not a gamer. I was a younger sister. I was the one that always had to watch everyone play. So yeah, I don't have any gaming systems. Do we
0: have any gamers in the audience? Game fans in the audience? Yeah. All right. All right. So from the really is that so department, a Montreal-based law firm launched a proposed class-action lawsuit in Canada on behalf of two Quebec parents who claim that the video game Fortnite is, quote, as addictive and potentially harmful as cocaine. (laughs) The firm alleges that when a person is playing a game for a long period, the player's brain releases the pleasure hormone dopamine and that Fortnite was developed by psychologists, statisticians, and others for over four years to, quote, develop the most addictive game possible. Also, that Epic, the company that makes the game, could reap the lucrative profits. Lawyers says the defendants use the same tactics as the creators of slot machines or variable reward programs to ensure the dependence of its users and the brain being manipulated to always want more. Children are particularly vulnerable to this manipulation since their self-control system in their brain isn't developed enough. For those of you not paying attention, last year the World Health Organization classified gaming disorder as a diagnosable condition, giving mental health professionals a basis for setting up treatment and identifying risks for addictive behavior. And also on top of that, in 2015 in Canada, there was a ruling that determined that tobacco companies didn't warn the public about the dangers of smoking and were to be held accountable for their not doing so, so in essence, this suit is using that as a basis for its claims. I don't. I don't agree with that one. You have some legal <laughs> legal leads around. I do.
1: I used to be a paralegal.
0: Right. So um, how does that work? So do they have a leg like to stand on that the game is addictive? So now that it's a diagnosable condition.
1: I th- yes and no. Um, I I would imagine that if you're creating a video game, that you do want it to be addictive and and something that you want to continue. Right. So to play that on the fact that it's. I mean, I'm sure it's a fighting (laughs) game. You know, I know it's a fighting game. Right. Um, As many games are. I I don't... uh, Personally, I don't think they're making uh, an accurate argument. But can they bring up the legal mumbo-jumbo to get there? Probably. If if they... uh, I say no. <laughs> so, I say they're crazy. I, I will, if anything, you should be the one taking your child away from the video games. You know, if they have pliable playing, minds. Never then... blame the parents. It's, no, it's never their fault. It's, it's no. always somebody it's, else's it's it's fault. It's the person creating a game that you are supposed to want to play. Yes. Yeah.
0: So I'm gonna. So I can say yes and no. Like you are correct that games are. That's their design. That's yeah. Supposed and I mean, yeah, they are pretty
1: Enjoyable violence, and to do. But you bought it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so this is this is my story when i was a youngin, many many years ago my brother and i were allowed to go to the arcade this is a place okay. that used to be a building where people had to go to the play games right money at home
1: right so
0: um my brother was given forty dollars and back then that was like a hundred and ten dollars yeah. to go to the arcade and he spent almost all of that forty dollars On one game. It was called Hogan's Alley. It was one of the first actual gun games in the arcade.
2: Alright, well that says something. And my
0: mother flipped out (laughs) when we were done that day. And he spent almost $40 playing that one game. Did we go and sue... (laughs) No, but that's, no. that's that's exactly Doing my knowing. point.
1: You handed your son forty dollars, and he <laughs> was he was rightfully allowed to my choose how he brother, spent it. I just
0: say, right? I didn't fine. spend forty dollars on the game.
1: But she she, she right? Did so, you give your twenty. Is that part of the <laughs>
0: situation here? You gave up your half. I probably had like five dollars out of that, and I did five. How did he get forty and you got five? Well, because he was in charge of both of us, so he had uh, all the money. Well, so I got a who? little bit. And I was playing my game, but he was playing that game so much, he spent $40. And it was only a quarter of a game back then. Yeah. And we were there for hours, like hours. So right there, that's how it is now, except on the... Right. ...this level. At least they shut down the arcade, you know, (laughs) but... I mean, an, but is an oppression is an oppression. They shut it down because of that. They shut it down for many other well, reasons.
1: Well, no, I'm saying in general, I mean, at <laughs> night they close down. You oh, have yes, to go yes. Home. You're, you you're limited on your yes, time. Yes. But...
0: but yeah, so um, now it's Fortnite that these guys are yeah. a class action lawsuit because yes. it is a diagnosable disease. I, I just don't
1: understand. I mean, I could see a kid sneaking after midnight and turning on the game system, right. but otherwise that's on you what your kid occupies his head with and you know I don't think there's anything too wrong with the video games
0: as long as they have
1: yeah as long as they're not completely immersed you know as long as there's other things going on
0: so moving on let's see Um, from the, he always says a lot but nothing ever comes from it department I know you're not a huge comic fan so you're gonna have to bear (laughs) with me on this Um, writer artist Rob Liefeld who uh, helped create Image has once again we got a boo in the audience (laughs) I once again ended his relationship with Marvel Comics. Rob says, So this will be my last original cover for Marvel in the foreseeable future. <laughs> after doing a hundred covers last year, I am taking a pause. I am mm. also not continuing my interiors as I put those on hold as well. G.I. Joe's Snake Eyes and creator Own books are on the desk. Uh, this announcement comes not too long after Rob tweeted and then later deleted uh, some shady practices over at Marvel had led me to have a good long talk with my attorney. Good times to come to Bob Iger, who is the head and chairman of uh, of Disney. Of course, this negates uh, Rob Liefeld's previous announcements that he was going to work on a new Deadpool comic called Batter, and Batter Blood and a second major X-series, which is just a big thing about the X-Men universe. Um, so once again, he's always saying that he's doing one thing, and then nothing ever comes out. We've talked about this at least four or five other times of how he's always saying I got a movie I got this I got that and nothing ever comes out are you hmm. familiar with Rob Liefeld at all like Deadpool no but he, he he's doesn't sound very
1: trustworthy <laughs> he's a co-creator
0: of Deadpool <laughs> okay but he always likes to say that he was the full creator and that was a big thing back in the day when it came out he sounds like someone I wouldn't go into business with and yet <laughs> although you know I
1: respect what he does
2: but
0: and yet it, he is one of the he's like the flashy guy so back then back in the old days um, in the 90s there was just a big Marvel Comics DC Comics and all the the big names from Marvel and DC decided to go make their own company make a creator own to have their own business and he was one of them and he was a young kid at the time and he's most notoriously noticed for not being able to draw anything uh, anatic (laughs) anatic accurately (laughs) using anatomy (laughs) okay so that was one of his most famous things if you look up Rob Liefeld anatomy on the internet you'll see tons of stuff that just it's crazy, he can't draw feet. and he can't draw feet. That's that's another thing. So He's always put shoes on. Yeah, he always looks like it's like they, like. Smoke. Hey, there's
1: famous painters like from Renaissance <laughs> yeah, but the age that painters, cover hands because they can't do hands.
0: But he's like all his characters are always running in smoke. There's always smoke on the ground. They have knee pads and elbow pads because he couldn't draw arms, he couldn't draw wrists, he couldn't draw knees. So he had all this extra stuff on there. So and he was but he was he was the young kid. And he actually managed to have a Levi's commercial back in the day when nobody cared about comics. Not like today where it's a okay. multi-billion dollar industry. He was out there. So he was like a, the young, hip comic book guy. So he became famous for that. Right. And from back then, he was always like, yeah, we're going to do this, we're going to do that, we're going to do this. And then every time, something always comes up. He has done a comic book mm. that is supposed to have been six issues that I think is like 10 or 15 years old that he never finished. And he said recently that he was going to finish it. And then, like... Six months later he's like, nah, it's never gonna be finished.
1: Yeah, that's an artist's mind. I get that. So, <laughs> On so, yeah. some level. There's paintings I said I'd finish that are still sitting
0: in dust. Yeah. See, so as a creative person as a creative person, because that is Well, that also you sounds do.
1: like drama. That sounds like he's <laughs> he's getting into things and either he's deciding he doesn't care for it or or someone's
0: well, someone's excluding him. But things. as the creative person, do you have – is that something that happens to you that you're like, I'm going to make this cake design. It's going to be the greatest. It's going to be the, the Mona Lisa of all yes cakes. Yes and no. It goes to – And like, then, uh, uh, all of a sudden, uh, right. it's, just, it's just a dude holding a brush.
1: Right. <laughs> well, it goes two ways. If there's a deadline, especially if it's for somebody, right. it gets done, period. Okay. There's, there's
0: no question. Professionalism. Um, all right.
1: But stuff for myself, stuff – just on my own time. Yeah, those usually don't... They don't get finished. There's no there's no fire under it, you know? So, I get it. All right, fair enough. But, I mean, he's a little more public with, <laughs> with dropping off on... on
0: uh, many, many things, yes. Yeah. So, final bit of news. Final bit of news. From the you're replacing Chuck Norris with who department. You know Chuck Norris is, right? Yes. All right. Oh, you yes, know Chuck dear. Norris? Chuck Norris? Yeah. Is? All right. Um, the CW has announced that Supernatural star Jared Padlocki will play the lead in a new Walker Texas Ranger reboot series. So he's going to be Chuck Norris in a new Chuck Norris <laughs> okay. series. He's Matt a Supernatural fan? No. No. We have Supernatural fans in the I've audience? I've heard
1: of it. I don't want to say any, you know, <laughs> All right. I just never got into it.
0: So the reboot will see the title character return home to Austin as a widower, where he will continue to work as a cop with a new female partner, and together they'll be the modern-day heroes our world needs, Following their own moral code to fight for what's right regardless of the rules. Now, Walker, Texas Ranger, was, you know, Chuck Norris was a big deal back in the day, and when he had his own TV series, it made it an even bigger deal. And then it became a, a joke in and it of itself because that's when all Chuck Norris jokes started out Right, happen. I was going
1: to say, he's like a right. I can't imagine someone else playing Chuck
0: Superman Norris. There you go, so, Superman wears Chuck Norris pajamas. There you go, there you go right. so, that, that sounds right. But it's weird because there was a they had a crossover. I was never a Walker, Texas Ranger fan. I was a Chuck Norris fan, but I, never, I didn't really care for his TV show. But at the same time, it was on CBS, and they had a, a crossover with another show called Martial Law. Martial Law was starring Samuel Hung, who, along with Jackie Chan, was one of the few people who did their own stunts. So it was a TV show, martial arts show, where the lead did all his own crazy stunts. And he was a large man. So you see a large man doing cartwheels and ninja flips. It's amazing. Yeah. So they had a crossover. When they're fighting, they didn't fight each other, but they're fighting bad guys. And you see Samuel Hung doing ninja flips and fighting all, like, 30 guys at once doing his own stunts. Right. And then they cut to Chuck Norris doing slow-motion punches. And, and, like, this was the... Worst idea to ever yeah. see on television because one is so fast paced and everything, and then you cut to right. Chuck Norris going, Ugh, ah, oh. I'm like, all right, It was not a good idea. All right, so yeah. at that point in time, I lost any respect for Chuck Norris mm. that I had. While well, he's being replaced, so you'll be Yes, yeah, right. so now, now he's being replaced with the tall guy from uh, supernatural. supernatural. We'll see, we'll see. So yeah, so that's it for the news. So we're going to take our break. Right. We'll be right back for came from the radio. Hi, you've heard my voice open and close the show. Now we want to hear your voice. If you have a business or product, you can record a commercial here. We offer 30 and 60 second spots. For more information, contact Mark at MFC underscore studios at Hotmail.com.
1: Hey guys, want to impress everyone at your next party? Shock them all with a custom cake. Anything goes. Classic wedding cakes to wild party themes. Follow my social media for weekly videos and photos. We're a Long Island-based cake shop. Custom Cakes by Christy Incorporated. K-R-I-S-T-Y. Call or text anytime. 631-606-8166.
2: Hey kids, this is CJ Ramone of the world famous Ramones and you're listening to It Came From The Radio.
0: Whether you're looking for pre-code horror, good girl art, or superhero comic books, check out Not From This Earth. Com. They specialize in rare comic books, but they also have an extensive stock of popular comics to help you fill in the holes in your collection. That's notfromthisearth.com. Use code W-A-R-Y to receive a 10% discount on your entire order. Hi, this is Sherilyn Fenn, and
2: you're listening to It Came From The Radio.
0: Now, back to our show.
2: This is Bookworm Batson on It Came From The Radio. Today's book is Psycholist, by Black Box Comets, Gravot, Lau, and Augusto. This is a story um, which, when I started reading it, superficially reminded me of Dexter. This is where you have a tormented hero, someone who's emotionally unavailable, who comes from a background, uh, victim of you know domestic violence as a child, and now he's working for the government. He's a protector. Um, he has a list called a psycho list. Essentially, it's you know people who's done who's done wrong that he seeks out and he essentially beats them up, kind of teach them like a lesson. It's it's almost like a vigilante kind of story. the The story was interesting. It was entertaining. It was very fast paced. I mean, when you're reading a comic, it it was easy to get lost into the storyline. Um, some of the graphics were a bit violent, and that's how I like my comics. Um it it was interesting i liked it if you're looking for superhero mask costume kind of situation this isn't it like i said it it would be superficially dexter if he worked for the government per se i liked it i'm going to give it you know four gunshots pew, 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 pew. Just kidding. Just kidding. I'm giving it four stars. I enjoyed it. It was fast paced. It was enjoyable. The graphics, the artwork was really nice. It has a good storyline. It makes me want to see what happens next in um, Donovan's life. Donovan is the name of the main character. It makes me want to see what happens next. and there's kind of like a cliffhanger at the end like you know it opens up new questions for me so this is something that i would definitely buy it's um entertaining and it's interesting and, and that's what you want when you buy a comic if you want your book to be reviewed send it to bookworm batson care of it came from the radio post office box 134 rosedale new york 11422
0: now back to our show and we are back to It Came From The Radio, the official of the Big Apple Con, at our 25th live show at the Salma Mall. Samaya. Samaya Mall, which was formerly the Sauce Mall, in front of a live studio audience. Yeah, alright. Woo! <laughs> so I am here with Christy Mayer from Custom Cakes by Christy LLC, the only cakes matter. Only custom cakes that matter. <laughs> uh, what's, the, what's the saying?
1: I think it was the only one that matters. The only Short one that matters.
0: Short and simple. Alright. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've known you for quite some time.
1: Yeah, it's been a couple of years now.
0: And you have been I always you're just the cake girl. So now you I'm the cake lady. Cake lady. Yeah. Alright. That's what they say. So how did you decide to get into the cake making business? And <sighs> why? <laughs> that's what, why? How did you get in there and why did you decide to stick with it?
1: Uh, I feel like it found me. Uh, I was, you know, if you trace back all my steps, it's kind of one of those, of of course you fell into this. But in the moment, I would have never thought I was going to be doing cakes. Um, As we were talking about earlier, I started in actually a fruit stand, which I did not tell you, uh, where I was not of legal age to be working. And then it was an ice cream store and then a bunch of restaurants. And then I did, in turn, eventually end up in bakeries. I started as a bread baker. Um, now, through all that time, I was also going to college uh, for English, Language, and Literature and considered double majoring in art, which would have kept me an extra year, so I did not actually double major, but any any moment I could have taken an art class, I did. And I've been painting mostly, mostly ac- acrylics in terms of um, landscape landscape paintings, things like that. i um, been doing that almost 20 years now. So it only makes sense that if I was in kitchens all the time and then I always, always had the artistic side that I should be throwing it together. So it wasn't until I actually graduated and everybody came at me with the, what are you going to do with your life? And I, I didn't know. So I stuck with what I knew and it worked out so well. I did eventually become a paralegal, <clears throat> but always held on to the baking. So it is year number eight of selling cakes. Um, I I like to refer. It has been eight years, but I do like to refer to it as about three years of, of really going at it. So now it's all I do. I am no longer a paralegal.
0: So, so the people out there, quit your paralegal day job.
1: Make sure it's time. <laughs> I uh, there were many many years of debate of when I was going to finally just make that leap. But I, you know, monetarily and like you were saying before with health insurance, there's a lot of expenses, especially unexpected things. You have to be ready for. So, um, yeah. I mean, take the leap. I mean, more so than don't take the leap. But make sure you're ready to do so. Make sure that you're not going to have to come crawling back. That's that's one of my big goals is to never, <laughs> to never have to go backwards per se. So, and it's been great. It's been about six months, and I don't regret a thing.
0: So, what's your biggest expense? Is it the gas bill? Is it the gas bill? It's got to be the gas bill. Cause you got to be baking all the time, therefore using gas or is it just ingredients? It's
1: it's hard to say. I'd probably, I'd probably say ingredients are the biggest expense. I definitely spend a lot more money on materials than I do for my own groceries. That's kind of an afterthought. Um, I do own two fridges at this point, and they're always full. So as you can imagine, it, it's, it's high real estate. You gotta make sure it's something you really need. Um, but to put it into perspective, I buy 36 pounds of butter at a time, 50 pounds of sugar, Granulated, 50 pounds of powdered sugar, 50 pounds of flour at all times. So, yeah, my house is the I'm,
0: kitchen. I'm imagining you on the checkout line, and they're like, what the hell is this girl doing with all You this know stuff? what?
1: It all works great. The blue hair, the tattoos, <laughs> the ridiculous shopping carts. People always ask questions, and it's perfect for me because then I get to tell them I do cakes, hand them my card, and that's that. Actually, oh. I go to BJ's very often. Shout out to them. Uh, I went to customer service once and got a client. She's a loyal client of mine. So every ah. time I go to BJ's, I give her a little wave. All right. So it works. It all works.
0: So how do you get into actually, is it is everything edible or the stuff that's on the cake that's not edible? Like when you do all the designs?
1: Good question. Um, I ruffled my brow a little bit on that because I would like to say everything is edible. There is some structure. <clears throat> so there are certain things that just cannot be edible for the sake of travel and things like that. Okay. But in terms of toppers and decorations, it's almost always completely edible. Sometimes they insist on a certain figurine or toy on top. Right, but fine with that. But whatever, but
0: you, most of the time you make it, and that's mm-hmm. you can eat it. Yep, exactly. So how do you do that? Like, what is the process? Do you have like molds? <laughs> do you have like you put the yes, pieces together yes. like a play guy? A little do bit you... of
1: everything. Um, there's, for me, somebody that looks at cakes very often you know when someone used a mold. And it goes two ways. It's perfect, which is great, especially if you're gonna do a certain character. You don't wanna get it wrong. Um, But it's almost, it it goes two ways. I I use plenty of molds. There's certain things you wanna get right. There's a lot of detail in a lot of things. So if you gotta get this one tiny crazy detailed thing, sometimes you gotta just go for it. I have an edible printer. So um, minimally I use it. My handwriting is atrocious. I've accepted this. Um, So there's, I I print out any of the happy birthday messages, things like that. But you see, I mean, if you see a fully printed cake, it looks like it came from a food store. You know, you want to make sure that you're balancing the handcrafted things with the things that are easy go to's to kind of cop out on the artistic side. Um, but I did just do a Poppy the Troll cake, which was really cool. And it's funny, because I sent some of my close friends, whenever I'm like really proud of the cake, I tell someone about it. And then they saw the time lapse. I do um, shortened views of everything I do, so you can kind of see it happen beginning to end. And they contacted me. They are like, I know I said your cake looked nice, but they're like, I thought that was a doll, and I had made it all by hand. So those are the moments that make it worth it to put in the extra time.
0: So, all right, so first of all, I was laughing because I, I immediately thought of all those pictures that you see online about poorly constructed images that don't even look like anything that they're oh, supposed to be. Yeah,
1: those give me heart palpitations.
0: <laughs> like the Elmo Yeah, they have or the TV Spider-Man. shows like
1: that now. It's like a whole thing. Um, <laughs> makes it... It, it makes it better for me because <laughs> it, 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 there's a lot of people that don't understand how many hours go into things. So when you could just be like, oh, you know, turn on this, this segment of someone right. failing miserably, it, it I think it helps people appreciate the time I put into things.
0: So let's goes <laughs> on to the other half of the question. So now that you actually show time lapse and you show how hard it is to do, aren't you concerned that someone else will be like, I can do that, watching you do it, and then <laughs> that's your direct you're, – you're teaching the competition – on doing, doing you.
1: I, I, I sometimes struggle with that idea, but for me it, it goes a little bit abstract in the sense that I don't have a family. I don't have anyone that works under me, at least right now. So it's, it's a way to leave a legacy. So I actually, just in the past 24 hours, I'm in touch with a girl doing exactly what I did. She's a stay-at-home mom. She works offline. And she's trying so hard to get this cake company going. And she's like, I, I just don't know where to start.
0: And she I had, be a Christy clone.
1: It's great. And you know what? She's out of state. So it makes it a little bit easier to give her all my secrets. Right. But I had someone do the same thing for me. There was someone, Hampton, Hampton Cakes, who no longer does cakes. Um, but she gave me any question I had. She gave me an elaborate answer, gave me links to where to find the things. So I was like, you know what? I have to pass that on. And... Very. Well, I've even had my own clients say, hey, I'm going to do my kid's birthday cake myself this year. How do I do it?
0: You say, and, you well, know, the this... first thing you do is hire me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, I did. I cracked a joke. But, you know, there's certain situations that you're not going to get out of. He's going to make that cake no matter what you do. So you can be bitter and lose a client forever, or you could at least, even if he never needs me again, he's somebody that's going to sing my praises. So I'm all about s- spreading the knowledge. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't mind
0: showing people what to do. So maybe you can be like the uh, the Bob Ross of cakes. I Where you can Bob just <laughs> have your own little uh, uh, cake making kit and you, since you have videos of yourself, yeah. you would be on there yeah, and you can and make y- cakes.
1: I mean, I do live videos. I mean, it, it, the only thing that I'm a little bit harsher on are my actual recipes. So although I'll make a whole cake on video, I'll have everything pre-measured. I'll tell you what it is as it goes in and I'm sure you could figure it out. But, you know, I don't want someone out there making exactly the cakes I do. So, you want to make sure you've got a little bit of a family secret or something.
0: And that's another thing. So, you put your own little touch on the look and the design, but the taste. So, are your. That's it. I have had your cake pops, (laughs) and I've given other people the cake pops, and they're like, this is an amazing thing. It tastes amazing. Thank you. So is that like your family secret to make sure if anybody else does it, and you're like, well, it's not going to be as good as mine no matter how hard they try. Yeah,
1: yeah there's that statement very often. <laughs> um, there, it, let me clarify, there are no family recipes. <laughs> I. That's actually why I got into cooking is that no one in my family cooks. Period. I mean, I was raised on TV dinners. Sorry, Mom.
0: Easy bake um, oven. You had an easy bake I oven. I was
1: not allowed. An you easy. didn't have an easy I was, bake I oven. Have never owned one, and I think also that's that's a deep read, a deep seated <laughs> w- w- thought, whatever it is. Yeah, it was it was always in me. I just didn't realize I always wanted to bake. But um, so there are no family recipes. They are my own recipes. Um, <laughs> to clarify, I did leave a bakery, and they took the recipes I made for them. They are different than those recipes legally. Right. Um, but no, there's something to be said about cake that tastes good. I mean, it could look good all day. I even I know people that paid lots and lots of money from very established bakers, and they were disappointed. Yeah, because it that's... looks
0: nice, but it's it's empty <sighs> empty calories. I think the word is right. It's empty. Any flavor? I,
1: I just to me it boggles me because although I bake from scratch, I've had plenty of box cakes and those taste great too. I mean, to me, I can I could taste the box cake from a mile away, but it's not a bad taste.
0: I've had some bad ones. So,
1: before. so how what are you doing <laughs> that, that you're not able to have a good tasting cake? Um, But I I stick with that because I have had clients leave other bakers and come to me, and they were shocked by how good the cake is. One is staying fresh. I never cook anything earlier than the week that it's due. Um, The frosting is always made fresh. The fillings, everything's to order. So, I mean, I go out every Monday or Tuesday, and I get all my materials, and then I start my week. So I think that also has something to do with it. I mean, if you have something sitting around just waiting for an order, it's it's not, you know, yeah, you'll take on more orders that way, but it's it's not the quality I'm going for. So I'll always, my cakes will always taste the same and will always have that same level.
0: So how do you make sure you have enough time to make, do you have like a window you must have this order in by this day or do you take like last minute orders to do stuff? I do it all. I mean,
1: (laughs) uh, yes, they they don't see me kick and scream, (laughs) but there are moments where I'm just like, oh my God, how am I going to do this? But, you know, you have, my favorite quote is, I only have myself to blame. So if I take on a very last-minute order, they always come with "I'm so sorry, I don't know if you can do it," but, and then it's my choice to say yes or no. So if I say yes, then it's on me to make sure it happens for them. Um, I'm very straightforward. So if I'm a little bit worried that you know the timing's not right, or you shouldn't be you know transporting this yourself, I'll let them know. But yeah, I there's there's no clear window because you never know what each week is going to be. Which is, you know, a little, a little tough to plan out, but if they really want the cake, they do call me early. All right. Um, but I very rarely say no unless it's more than me losing sleep, then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take it on. So.
0: All right, so let's, let's hit the, the, the hard points. What is the longest amount of time it took you start to finish to make a cake, and what's the <laughs> shortest amount of time?
1: Oh, uh, That's a good question. Definitely over 10 hours on cakes, easily. Cool.
0: Wow. Um, and is that start to finish, or are you going to do a little bit here, Start a to finish, bit there? yes, and I'm,
1: I'm not counting down time. So okay. the, t- the clock only <laughs> runs when, when I'm wow. actually working that's, on that cake. Wow,
0: that's actually um, awesome.
1: Well, yeah. think about it. I mean, you cook the cake. You have to let that cool. Again, that's not part of the time, but, again, there, there's a lot of time frame there. So you have to bake it, let it cool, make the filling and frosting, let that stiffen up. Then you stack it, you have to have that fridged for hopefully 12 hours so it's actually stiff. Um, And then you can decorate, and decoration alone takes a handful of hours. So even the simplest cake still takes about two hours to decorate, unless we're talking really, really simple. But I'd say the best I've done start to finish is probably four to five hours, and the longest I've done is probably 15+. plus.
0: And since we're in today's day and so age, for the youngins, do you do gluten free and all that other all stuff?
1: All kinds of allergies. Um, I'll clarify that I, it is not a nut free kitchen and is not a gluten free kitchen. But I do every step up until that point. I actually Saran wrap my counters, and I, you know, there's different sponges for certain things. There's like, there's a whole lot of everything. But I used to work for a gluten free bakery. Um, That was also organic, nut-free, and they did do vegan and things like that. So I was very schooled on that, and I've got great recipes for a lot of the allergies. So I have very, very loyal clients that have certain diet restrictions that always come back to me. So definitely worth that extra time, yeah.
0: So, um, I know we've asked you this before, but you weren't on the show, so I'm going to ask you this now. You make just about anything. Even in your yeah. commercial, yeah. anything goes. Anything goes. So, now my question is, what is the weirdest thing you've been uh. asked to do, and is it PG-rated or not?
1: Right, well, that's why I'm hesitating. I don't know what I can say. I have done ex- curse. I have done what explicit say, cakes. What else you can
0: say?
1: I've done alcoholic cakes, um, oh, like, like alcohol-infused, alcohol yes. Ooh. Yeah. Um, but visually, I've I've done some inappropriate things. So uh, bridal showers, bridal yeah, mostly bridal showers.
0: I did not know how dirty bridal showers were. Bachelorette,
1: not bridal showers are where the mothers are involved, so more of bachelorette parties. Okay,
0: because my, yeah. my, my sister and my mom was making I mean, the stuff. Unless like, well, my mom was making the stuff. I was like, what's that and what's mm. that? Because I was a kid, and they're like, well, mm-hmm. you don't want to know what that is. Oh, I love
1: it. I, I like the ones that shake people up. Um, but I did, I posted some things to my personal page knowing that I couldn't post it to my business page because I do have some young followers and I don't want to, <laughs> I don't want to ruffle feathers. But my brother had called me once and he was like, listen, if you don't take this post down, he's like, my friends are <laughs> calling me, telling me about what my sister is posting. And you know how Facebook goes when yeah, she comments yeah, and then people continue to comment. Yeah, it keeps showing up. Yeah. So for days to weeks, my brother kept seeing a cake that he would really rather <laughs> not see so but hey I mean if they pay you get what you want
0: so since since you have the legal background I'm going to ask you a very simple <laughs> legalist question sure when you're making copyrighted material for cakes how does that actually work because you are selling it but you're I just not. hope they don't
1: call me out I'm so pretty I mean, sure I mean, that there's some artist, issue there yeah as
0: an artist there are people who make prints and it has been like the, the 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 unspoken rule in the comic world okay. that if so, you're drawing a Superman and you're never working on Superman, DC technically legally can be like, hey,
1: DC's not going to there. Right. I'll beg for forgiveness. Under, I think we will be all right. But so you're right. You're right. If you're right. doing
0: a SpongeBob, if you're doing a but, Disney, right. How, how does do I that, say how no? How does that work?
1: How do I tell the client? Yeah, listen, I know they like SpongeBob, but no, I can't. I just I just do it. And I, what is it? You beg for forgiveness instead of asking permission? Right. Huh. Um, yeah, there's some things that you can't... That so is, I, so is that do? something
0: you can put up on your website? Like, I make Spongebob cakes, I make Spider-Man cakes. I do,
1: yeah. Until someone tells me no, please don't please don't tell on me. Well, um, but, enough. okay, reverse of that, I just last week had someone do a quote with me. Right. Took a cake, uh, a photo of a cake that I had done last year for right. a friend of mine, actually. And granted, it was a unicorn cake. So it does look very common to a lot of uh, themed cakes lately. Right. But this girl took my cake to somebody else, and to the T made my cake
0: except for the flavor
1: except she didn't yeah she didn't stick with me um
0: so at very least you can you can always so i've got, got the, some copyright issues taste. as well right but so how does, so how does that that's another thing like but again
1: i mean one karma so i she can do what she likes um i hope her cake tasted terrible
0: <laughs> um so can you do like an original christy design would would your imagine trademark cake.
1: Legally, I think you would have to trademark it
0: before someone stole it. So, I don't think you
1: can claim... I think it just gets... It's too messy. And you don't want to pay the legal so fees to figure that out. So you have the blue hair,
0: and I've been telling you about your hat. So if you have a blue hair and a hat, that could be a custom cake by Christy cake. And that's you <laughs> right. on that. So you can, that's you. What yours. can you
1: do? I mean, I very often, like you said, I do uh, comic characters. I do kids show characters. So who am I to turn around and, and say someone else is doing it wrong if, you know, we're all just, it's like recipes. Everybody copies everybody and then like kind of makes it their own, but yeah.
0: But at very least, it won't taste the same. That's the it one will, thing. It I can promise taste you that, same. yeah. All right, so unless you have a, even, even your custom uh, clones don't make it the <laughs> same, they look the same. It wasn't as good. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so we are at social media time. Sure. So where can people find out more about your stuff? Where can ah. people uh, contact you, hire you? Where can All people right. see items of your things besides listening to our show every week and hear your commercial? Yeah. Where can people All right. find
1: out? Well, it's short and sweet, and it's very repetitive. It's not short and sweet. It's long and sweet and repetitive. Um, it's Custom Cakes by Christy. That's K-R-I-S-T-Y Incorporated, so I-N-C. So if you're on Facebook, you could type "custom cakes by Christy" and you'll see me pop up. It's a silhouette of me holding a cake and a spatula. Look for the blue hair. Uh, not blue not hair not in that photo, hair. but you'll you'll see it come up and you'll see me. Um, so that's on Facebook. Instagram is the same, "custom cakes by Christy Inc." There's underscores. I don't think you have to type them. My website. Again, www.customcakesbychristy.com. Dropped off the I-N-C on that. I like how you um, you're,
0: you're thinking about it. How do you spell it? Like I
1: know. Okay, yeah. Do well, you
0: misspell it a lot?
1: No. Well, my name goes a million different directions.
0: Okay. Um,
1: I would think that I was the I have the correct spelling of Christy, but
0: but do you have like all the other names? That all the misspellings all go to you? Is that another? Probably
1: thing? they probably do. Okay, I think good if job. you mistype it, you'll be fine. Good job. Um, But yeah, no, so Custom Cakes by Christy, you even Google it, you'll find me.
0: And you have to make sure you include the INC, right? You
1: don't, I don't think you have to. If you do, it'll still pop up, but I think either way, I I think I'm out there enough. I
0: suggest to use the INC to make sure.
1: You know, someone just told me to drop off the INC.
0: No, I would think that that makes you stand out. It
1: made it look like I was trying to do too much. I don't know. So I took it to heart. I I didn't make my website with INC Hmm. because it could change.
0: Alright, But, sure
1: um, Custom Cakes by Christy, I'm holding on to that, I do have the rights to that name, so, yeah. Okay,
0: so let's see. The so one now, and only. So now we got a contest time. Yes! So, we have a ton, a plethora of prizes to give away for our live so to audience. Yeah! woo From Black Box Comics. Very nice of them to give us, uh, mouse pads. We have, I'm showing on the paper slide. So we have, we have a prize for two mouse pads. A lot. We also have, um, what did you bring to give away?
1: I have cake pops, custom cake pops, delicious. So you there have, are vanilla, see. chocolate, and red velvet, and very cute. I know the cards are everywhere, so you might not see all My
0: favorite them. is the strawberry, I have to say. Strawberry? I'm
1: not, I'm not, no, a, it wouldn't be. Fan. It would be red velvet. I oh, don't think you've velvet? tried my strawberry. No, I've
0: had. I've had the vanilla. At the shows,
1: it's got to be red velvet, so it's in there.
0: I hmm. promise you. All right, yeah, so, so then. My strawberry. The the so red velvet has pink on the outside. hmm so Yeah. Then exactly. Has, all right. So right. That is, that is so we have a, a cake pop uh, basket, mm-hmm.
2: right? Yes.
0: And we also have uh, from where is it? Yeah. We have two passes to the Suffolk County Comic and Art Expo. Perfect. That's going to be on December twenty-six. We have two passes. For that so shout out to uh, um, to them. And we also 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 have two tickets right here. Uh, to the Suffolk, uh, no, to the Long Island Comic Book Expo, which is going to be on yeah. November third. So we have yeah. one, two, three, four different prizes. Now, since you're our guest, oh, do you want to combine all the prizes? Do you want to give it separate? One person gets everything because people who come to our show want to win stuff, and they know next time that they want to win stuff, they can come down and win some prizes. So it's oh. your decision. One person gets everything, or you want to do like two separate. Uh, prizes uh, for everybody in the audience. I
1: think uh, all or nothing. I think all one or person gets it all.
0: So one person will get everything, everything. <laughs> now, <laughs> everything. Open it up. Oh, oh I get See, right. yes, you get to pull out the. I always have the guest. The reason I always have the guest um, pick out the the ticket is because. Oh, wait. Well,
1: let me mix again. Cause oh. I took two. <laughs>
0: We always, right. it was weird because when we were at the East Meadows Public Library, which we had a live show a lot of times, this one person won a majority of the time. And everybody was like, it's fixed. But I'm like, no, the guest always draws tickets. So there's no fix. Right?
1: As I throw the tickets back in and choose a new <laughs> one. Uh, so, number is? Number is
0: 54556. 5456. We have five 56? We got a winner. We, we have a winner. Do we have a winner! Oh we have a winner! All right. Going, he's coming. He's coming. So yeah. So you get. So you get. You get this. And you get. And you get two of these. <laughs> and you get a cake pop basket. And you get mouse pads. Woo! <gasps> all right. We got a winner on everything. Oh, no! You get a speaker. No, you get a laptop. Whatever. I? I did say all or nothing. The laptop you, you is included. It. Nice. You, you did. So we're almost out of time now. Um. <laughs> So congratulations to all the winners uh, of all that stuff and special shout out to the Long Island Comic Book Expo, the Suffolk, Com- the Suffolk Comic and Art Expo, um, the Black Box Comics, and our special guest, Christy, Custom case by Christy, Christy Mayer. Yes. Uh, so we're at, at time for final thoughts. So do you have a final thought?
1: Well, you drew me on a blank there. I don't...
0: Do you, all right, so I'll come back to you. <laughs> I always go last, but fine. Um, are you going to be at any places is there any yes, other you I want to see. promote see forgive right. me
1: <laughs> you can't put me on the spot like that yes I am going to be um, I'm going to be at the Long Island Comic Book Expo which you just handed tickets away for that yes. is coming up soon
0: that's November, um, November 3rd. that's November
1: 3rd and then the next thing I have coming up is also comic related that is in the Nutty Irishman in Farmingdale that's the indie art show who is hosting the uh, Fat Guys Inc so, uh, a lot of the people that you'll see at that show, you'll also see coming together for this one. And that is February 1st, 2020. 2020? Yeah, we're already in
0: the Man. next year. Yeah. Um, do you, are you going to do any specials for um, uh, the Christmas holiday? Um, if they mention our show, do they get like a discount if they want it like that. What, yeah, what, what kind of yeah, deals do can you have do that? we will have to do like a
1: coupon Christmas. code or something. I'll, I'll send you something good. Um, but I do a lot of pies. Uh, let me think you holiday pies. have your own jam, um, right? Oh yeah, jam, I made caramel today, See, um, so you have all apple the stuff pies, just pumpkin cakes. pies, sweet potato pies, oh my goodness, everything, cupcakes, cake pops, uh, Rice Krispie so Treats. When this
0: airs, Thanksgiving will be right around the corner, so yeah. do you have like special Thanksgiving yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, items? I
1: do, yeah, as, as the holidays come up, I do a lot of pie specials, because I do like to get those out, I think they're, oh god, they're so good, and I think people get so caught up in the cakes, they forget about it, so I like to push those specials. Um, and yeah, you're right. I think I got to do some jarred specials. I think yeah. uh, some caramels, some some uh, some jams, some dips. I do like cannoli dip. So uh, let's you know, see, you got moves. cakes,
0: pies, yeah. dips. What else do you got? What else?
1: Anything from the kitchen. I've done brunch buffets too. I mean, <sighs> I really, I'm just wherever you want to throw me, I'm pretty. I'll be fine with that.
0: Ever so. make a bacon cake? <laughs>
1: Bacon cake. I have done candied bacon on a cake. So, yeah, All that right. counts. Beer and bacon.
0: So, um, so, yeah, so that was my final thoughts. See, there's more stuff yeah. out there. So now do you have a final thought.
1: Yeah, I think you just took my final thoughts. <laughs> All right, I think so, that's it.
0: Um, Call me you. for cakes. <laughs> so thank you very much for coming <laughs> down here. Um, I want to do a special shout-out to the East Mellows Public Library for uh, having us down at the live show. Um, we're going to be, once again, we're going to be at the Source Mall, which is the Samanya Sama- Mall. It's right in front of me. I can't even read it. Samanya yes. Mall It's going to be on Wednesday, November 13th. We're going to have special guest um, uh, actress, uh, gothic, fantasy, gaslight, uh, novelist. Uh, Liana Renee Hebert, she's going to be there. We're going to be giving away a book of hers. And um, we'll probably have some other prizes then. Also, I want to mention the MCON uh, Anime Fest in 2019. Although it's only going to go out on the live uh, feed on Facebook, it is going to be on Saturday, October 26th at the Source Mall. Once again, the Samania Mall. How could you forget it after that? (laughs) It's just... It's, 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 this is it, what happens This is what happens oh. In my head I'm saying Don't say this Don't right, say this right, And that's okay. all that comes out Right. So yeah um, So yeah So thank you very much For coming down here That is it for our show um, If you miss any part of the show Go to our website www.itcamefromreal.com So the archives In about a week or so uh, Check us out On such places as <clears throat> Overcast Pocketcast iHeartRadio Google Play iTunes Breaker or Breaker Google Podcast Radio Public Spotify Podbean Player <laughs> FM Soundcast, Acast, CastBox, TuneIn, Stitcher, PodMust, Luminary, Blueberry, MixCloud, Apple Podcasts, Deezer, Podcast Addict, Cast Show, Pandora. Or you can ask Alexa to listen to us because <laughs> we're on there right now. Or you can just Google oh. A.K. from the radio and you can listen to Dude. our show. And we will see you um, next week on our regular show. Make sure you uh, do a shout out for everybody in the live of the audience. Thank you for doing Yeah, that.